Hey everyone, welcome to Can We Be Friends? My name is Walter and I'm an artist, writer, nail technician and am your host of this podcast. Throughout these episodes, I'll be chatting with some of my favorite artists in the music industry whilst doing their nails at the same time. I'm very excited to finally have a space I can bring all of my favorite things together all in the one place and for you to get to know me and my guests a little better. So let's get into it. Today's special guest describes her music as organized chaos disguised as alternative pop. She fell in love with making music at the age of eight and has since gone on to tour internationally as a session guitarist, has co-written and produced for a bunch of artists, and has also had her music played over one million times on Spotify alone. Not to mention the countless features on blogs such as Purple Sneakers, Pile Rats, Happy Mag, and the rotation slots on Triple J and Rage. I'm in awe at the way this artist keeps pushing the limits with her creativity and talent, but also the way she continues to release such high quality music time and time again. She's innovative, she's multi-talented, and she's a groundbreaking artist that I'm so lucky to have joining me on my podcast for the final episode of season one. Please welcome to the podcast, my new friend, Lola Scott. Hi. (laughs) I am in your hotel. It's the first podcast I've done where I'm not actually in my salon. I've bought the salon to you feel very honored yeah so do i (laughs) so you have a show tonight and tomorrow uh yeah playing session guitar stuff love that do you do that often no i actually haven't done it since i started my project but you know really i just thought i'd get back into it for a little bit i saw like one of your shows you had like the joggers hanging from the ceiling or something we went really extra with all the stage design because i have a song called jogging shoes yes so then, yeah, we got joggers from all of the different op shops and hung That's them so all over dope. the ceiling. How yeah. did you even, like, when you get to the venue, how are you looking at it going, um, we need some tape, we need some string, like... <laughs> yeah, well, we got, like, ropes and wanted to hang it across so it kind of looked like power lines. Oh, that's so dope. Yeah. So your EP's out. It is. Quarter Life Crisis. Yeah. <laughs> how did you get the name? Like, that is such a sick name. Yeah. Like, I read you. that and I was like, you know, when you read something, you're like, how the fuck didn't I come up with that? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's it. I think that when the first, like, isolation period hit, I kept changing my, the colour of my hair. Or I was like, I don't know, I was like that thing where everyone was bored in isolation or just having, like, this chaotic energy from having to be still for so long. Totally. And I was like, this is definitely a quarter-life crisis. I love that. Yeah, or, like, an identity crisis because you have so much time in your own head as well. Mm-hmm. I think I heard you speaking about it on a video of you talking about how you were, like, you've been, like, songwriting since you were eight or something. Yeah. How? <laughs> eight years old? Yeah. Were they I, good? No, not at all. No way. Really? I've got, like, books of songs, I think, still somewhere at my parents' house. How did you get but into it? Like, who was, like, here's a book? I don't know why I started songwriting. I started playing guitar when I was eight, and then I pl- had played piano when I was, like, six. And for some reason, I think it was probably a lot of wanting to be, like, Avril Lavigne. And my dad was really into music but never played music. Okay. Um, yeah, Did I don't he know like how Avril I started Levine? writing. No. Right. That was just something you got into. Yeah. My 
dad has always thought like pop music is trash to this day still. Oh, <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Controversy. Yes, it's true. Do you remember any of the songs you wrote when you were eight? Like, do you have like a little melody? I think there remember? was some that I remember because it was really inappropriate for the age that I was at for what I wrote. <laughs> but I recently started working with one of my friends who is just getting back into music and we used to write songs together when we were like eight or nine and it was just something I did with friends because I think I was probably awkward and still awkward that it's just like a way that I've always like made friendships through like sitting around with a guitar and like writing random songs and it's just like an easier way to like sing than talk a lot of the time and I yeah. guess I took that really literally when I started just having all of my friendships were built around like, writing random songs in the backyard. That is amazing. I used yeah. to dress my friend up. This is so weird. If they're listening, they'll remember and they'll yeah. cringe. I used to be, like, really into just wanting to, like, put on a show or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I just wanted to be this, like, pop I don't even know, pop yeah. star thing. So I'd take my, like, shy friends mm-hmm. that were not into this type of thing yeah. upstairs and would put on, and I would like style them, and yeah. I'd find, I'd try and find outfits that are just fucking weird together, like oh, things yeah. you would never put together. Yeah, we definitely had a yeah. massive dress up box, yeah. and then we'd always make these weird movies, yeah, <laughs> movies. And then I'd like would I'd dress my friend up, but I'd be so nervous. I'm like, let's yeah. come down to my parents at dinner, yeah. and like we'll just put on a song and do yeah. like a show. Yeah, and they'd be like, no, 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 like, no, I'm no. not. And I'm like, no, trust me, it'll be so fun. Yeah. I would dress them up, and then would be like trying to go down the stairs, and I'd be like, Chloe, I'm shy. I, I don't. This is so embarrassing. And I'm like, no, trust me, they don't care. They yeah. think it's so cool. Yeah. And then so then they'd be like. At, That'd be like entertaining or ten. Yeah, me and my friends come yeah. downstairs and I'm putting on the big mm-hmm. show and my friend's in the corner like trying to be like, fuck. I found my best friend actually tagged me in a video the other day for my birthday and it was us, we were covering Shaggy and then oh she was just standing, sitting in the corner and she just like every now and then would chime in and be like, it wasn't me. And I just, <laughs> she was the classic like shy person that I was like, come and make that these cover so videos funny. with me. Do you find that, like, most of your closest friends are in music or not really? Or are yeah, you, like, I don't have many yeah. friends that are outside of music now. But my best friend is still not in music. That's probably, like, the only person. It's good to, like, show them non-musicians your music, though, because it's a completely different totally. perspective and yeah. she's brutal. So. Yeah, they're brutal because they yeah. don't know all the intricacy or, like, yeah. oh, that snare and that Actually, so yeah. I set, I showed one of my friends another one. I do have a couple of friends that are non-musicians, but I showed her a song and it was, um, like, you know, when people can't tell the difference between it being, like, a songwriting demo or, like, fully produced. Yeah. And then after listening to it, I was like, oh, I'm really excited about the writing, but, like, I haven't produced it yet. And she was like, it's good, but it doesn't really have a beginning, a middle, or an end. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> not your favourite one because she's one of my friends that actually listens to my music and I was like, okay. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. Yeah. I feel like all my friends just love the most mainstream thing I do. Yeah. You know, like if the- I show them something that's a bit diff, they're like, oh, yeah. Yes. And if I show them something that's like a bit more mainstream, they're like, yeah. oh, my God, this is amazing. And I'm like, yeah, because yeah. you've heard it before. <laughs> it's on the radio. Like, yeah. it's so similar to the shit that you just hear all the time. Yeah. And then as soon as I do something that's a bit diff, all of my like friends that aren't in music are like, oh, I have too many musician friends around me encouraging me to be like, oh, bit diff. love that chord changes in like every bar, like no chord is ever the same. Like, oh, I don't think anyone is going to understand yeah. the song, but yeah, I feel like that's the stuff that does well because it is different. 
you really just have to make music that you like. Exactly. Kind of just, like, I don't ask for people's opinions that much anymore, even though, like, I said it's good to have people's opinions that aren't musicians, but then I'm like, hey, I could be making music that only musicians like. Yeah. But then, I don't know, you just got to make music that you like. Totally. And that when you get that feeling that when you listen to it after you finish making it and you're like, well, I think this sounds sick, and then just hope people have the same taste as Yeah, I do the same thing, like... At the end of the day, I think when I first started, I was trying to make music that I think other people would have liked. And I still do to an extent. Like, you want to release something yeah. and hope that it resonates with some someone. Yeah. But I definitely, like, just go off of if I fucking think it's a yeah. vibe, yeah. it's a vibe. I've definitely released music that I knew wouldn't be it, not, like, super mainstream or, like, more down songs that I just thought felt like more of a an artistic expression I guess more than like something that's like I wasn't like you don't expect them to be playlisted but I still release them because I like showing the diversity of myself as an artist 100% I love yeah well my favorite songs from my favorite artists do you know the 1975 yeah like I'm obsessed my favorite songs from them are not their big songs yeah it's like the ones that like if Mm -hmm. you just kind of knew of them and had heard their music you wouldn't know the songs that are my absolute favorites and the reason why I'm obsessed with that band is because of those songs. Yeah. So I'm like, when I find that like kind of more artsy song that I'm just vibing to that I know won't hit a mainstream audience, yeah. I'm still like, nah, that's like very mm-hmm. me and it's like cool and like yeah. that's why I like my favorite bands. So I'm putting yeah. it in I'm putting it in the fucking EP. <laughs> you know? So Yeah. Also, I mean I don't know if you've been asked this a million times, but like six houses in four years. Yeah, and I just moved again. Like, what's the situation? <laughs> I could not do that. I like, think, yeah. Have you got the moving down pat or do you just get a removalist? No, I've got point? the moving pretty oh good God, no. with the help of friends and family. They're pretty sick of it. Oh, my God, my stomach, stomach. is making so many noises. <laughs> it's making an appearance. Um, uh, oh, yeah, moving. Yeah, I just i am one of those people that I really love, like, I don't like the moving day, but I love, like, starting afresh and feeling like I get inspired by being a change of scenery. I always crave a change of scenery. Totally. If anything feels kind of, like, off, I'm just, like, out of there straight away. A moving house? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's the most times you've moved in one year? Probably, like, three times. Oh, my God. (laughs) I could not do that. Yeah. You're from Sydney, hey? Um, yeah. Why did I... Well, you live there now. Well, I was actually... I grew up in Melbourne for a bit. Okay. And then I moved to Barrel when I was about eight. Where's Barrel? It's kind of like country, but it's... It's like, it's still got a population, still got a... Quite a few people there. A bit of a touristy town. We've got tulips to bring the tourists around. Oh, love that. (laughs) Yeah. And then as soon as I turned 18, I moved to Sydney. What made you move? There's not really any unis around or most... Pretty much the whole population is missing the age from 18 to, like, 30 because everyone, I think, moves out. And then you realise that it's actually nice and peaceful and quiet. So I've moved back there for a couple of weeks every now and then I'm probably gonna do that when I get back to Sydney this time because the Sydney part is all like gonna be a bit locked down and then Barrel is far, far enough out that you don't feel all of the corona vibes as much I see what do you do outside of music what are your hobbies 
Um, well, what did you grow up doing? You know, what I grow up doing? After school activities. Did you ever do that? I did. I did soccer for ages after school. Oh, yeah. And then I also was in, like, all of the school bands, so I always was, like, a bit of a music nerd. Because you did, like, classical guitar. Yeah, I did classical guitar um, since a pretty young age. And then... I did, like, jazz band and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I've gotten into jazz yeah. music recently. Yeah. I've never liked jazz. Like, I kind of... Because I did more, like, classical-type stuff. Yeah. Not that that's, like, jazz, but I feel like mm-hmm. I was more around, like, orchestras and jazz bands and that type of thing growing up, but I was never into it. It wasn't yeah. anything I actually liked. It was just... I did it because I was young and my mum put me mm-hmm. in it, you know? I feel like classical music kind of trains you to not... It's, like, way harder to play jazz once you've been trained as a classical musician because you're like, so used to reading instead of yes, improvising. Yeah, that's, yeah. like, everything. Yeah. Like, even when I wanted to go in and do more pop music, Yeah. just the thought of, like, singing an ad-lib. Yeah. You know, I'd go in to do the recordings and I'm like, okay, now just do some ad-libs. And I'm like, and like can you what? give me notes? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How, what's an ad-lib? Oh, like, yeah. I'm like, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing. And that, it yeah. took me so long to untrain, like, this structure yeah everything needs a mm-hmm. note and a this and a you know it's like just be a bit more fucking free with your shit like yeah. who cares that took yeah. me so long to try and get more yeah, like I definitely had to unlearn that as well but yeah I recently I don't know what happened to me I just was getting so stressed I don't know I don't even know what about but yeah. I was just always like so on edge yeah and then I recently just Oh, I went to this restaurant. This mm-hmm. is what happened. It's called SK. Yeah. And I went with my boyfriend. Sponsored by SK. <laughs> Sponsor me because the oysters are fabulous. Um, <laughs> I don't even eat meat, but oysters is my one thing that I yeah. eat, like, of some type of animal. But I feel like it doesn't have a face, so I'm like... Okay. <laughs> That's so weird. But anyway, I went yeah. there and I had some oysters and they had this jazz, like, saxophone player mm-hmm. and, like, piano player. And yeah. I was like... I feel like I'm in a fucking movie. Like, this is some heaven shit. Mm -hmm. And after that, I just started putting on jazz music when I cooked dinner at home. Yeah. And had some, like, red wine. And I was like, this is a fucking vibe. How have I never been into this before? Yeah. So jazz is, like, my new favourite thing. I definitely went through more of a phase of listening to jazz music. I reckon I'll come back to it, but I haven't listened to it for a while. It's rare for me to listen to instrumental music because I am I feel like I'm always listening to the lyrics and if there's, like, something without lyrics, I'm like, what? where's the story? True. And, yeah. I've actually... It's weird with me. I've actually never really listened to lyrics and that yeah. sounds so fucked up. Yeah. But I've never been someone that really listens to lyrics. I always... My favourite songs are... It's, like, the, the music. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's this- interesting that you're not um, interested that much in production but then you don't listen to lyrics as well because usually yeah. I find all my friends, like a lot of them who are producers, wouldn't listen to lyrics as much, but some of them do as well. Yeah, no, yeah. I it's so weird. Um, I just feel, like when I feel music, yeah, it's always like something in the prod or like the chords. Yeah, like I'm like, the oh my God, my when soul. It feels right. yeah, yeah, like they just play the right chord at the right time and I'm yeah. like, and it all aligns in my soul and I'm yeah. like that is a fucking banger and I don't even know what they sang about like yeah. the 1975 I can't actually understand most of the mm-hmm. the lyrics I don't know what he's singing about and I never care and I literally still to this day some of my favourite songs that have been out for years yeah. I don't actually know the lyrics of it I just sing whatever the fuck That's I good. don't even know I what feel it is like I think a lot of people can't understand some of my lyrics as well I've been told by the brutal friends <laughs> well when I was listening to your track on the way here yeah um, the eviction one yeah like, because naturally mm-hmm. I don't even listen to the lyrics. Yeah. But then when I heard the six 
houses oh, in yeah. four years or something. I, yeah. Then that like stood out, and then I was yeah. like, oh, what's this? And I just started what's listening about, into yeah. the lyrics. I was like, oh, oh, okay, yes. Like, yeah, I feel like that's what you kind of want to do as a songwriter, like write a lyric that stands out so much that you paid attention. So yeah, I like that's the what idea I, that's that you what paid happened. attention. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to the lyrics at all. Didn't even know what you were talking about. For yeah. a, you know, wasn't even listening, tuning yeah. in. I was just vibing to the track, and yeah. then I heard that, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh. And then next minute, I'm just literally listening to what's this storyline? Like, yeah. it just grabbed me in. So, awesome. Yeah, you, I feel like you have to one? chuck in, like, I always like trying to find a weird lyric. Yeah. That one's not that weird, but. Well, it kind of, well, it's just interesting. It's just, I think it's two numbers yeah. in, like, yeah. And it kind of has this, like, ring to it that you don't forget it. Yeah. You know? I have this segment <laughs> yeah. in my podcast where I ask people to tell me one of their, like, cringy embarrassing stories it can be as an artist one a performance yeah. you had or just something in your life in general yeah. that makes people feel like they're not the only like cringy awkward person in the world yeah so, i thought of one yes pretty go. okay so i think it was i think we were still in high school yeah we're still in high school at this point and we we're trying to make one of my first music videos and then I had, I always have these really rogue ideas that I'm like actually just making a so- soap opera film in my head. And I've tried to stop doing that in music videos now. But um, <laughs> I had this idea that I was going to catch my best friend and this other guy like in my bedroom and they were going to be like, that was my boyfriend. And I was like, going to catch them cheating. Right. And then I was going to run out onto my balcony and like, just like catapult myself off the balcony or something. And then I had this other guy down like below the balcony that was meant to catch me and then so I acted out this scene I can't act and then I went like I just was like trying to like pretend I was escaping by like going off the balcony or something and then I jump like at this guy and just like he just like steps backwards and then I just like fell like on my back like into the garden and I was, and then I'm just trying you know that mo- when you're trying to not like cry or yeah. and you're like this really you're hurts so much pain, you're like, and, then, and, you're like <laughs> and I'm like did you catch that and they're like no we missed it <laughs> on the like, camera I was like Fuck. take I two to, I just need to go to the bathroom and, and I was like, like yeah and then I think I tried to do it again but put a mattress down the bottom and I'm pretty sure I've had back problems ever since that day but just like played it off really well and then um the funny thing with that is that my friend who was filming it his parents found the footage and then thought it was like really inappropriate and deleted the whole thing (gasps) yeah it's so funny never to be seen again (laughs) never to be seen again thank god (laughs) um who were some people that you would love to collaborate with in your time. And I've yeah. I've now started saying that it doesn't have to be artists. Like, obviously, yeah. we'd love to hear some artists. Mm-hmm. But, like, I've never could even be... thought about collaborating with people that aren't artists. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, it can be brands or, like, oh, brand, yeah, I like, see. Jeeves did a TikTok and Amy, like, lucky. Oh, oh yeah. Amy, she did a thing of um, jingles, Australian jingles. And oh, yeah. And into a song and Amy's reached out and it's, like, yeah. this whole thing now. So now I'm, like, yeah. oh, my gosh, aside from, like, mm-hmm. I'd love to work with Fruit Loops. You know, yeah. like that's just fucking funny. <laughs> I'd, I'd make gluten-free Fruit Loops sign me up. Get me on there. Walter Fruit Loops that are gluten-free. That's a good that's idea. That's what I would work with, yeah. You're a branding so, genius. Yeah. I'm not thinking outside of the box enough. I'm just too much, like, music on the mind. Yeah, well, what, okay, what artists, like, would you love to collab with in your time? Um, I have been really obsessed with the band Wolf Alice. Okay. For a long time. Do you know them? I've heard of them. 
That would be really cool. Like Australian artists or anyone. Go wild. Anyone. Caroline Polacek. Definitely feel like I've been inspired by a lot of. She does just tries some like she has a lot of interesting notes in her melodies that I haven't. I don't feel like I've heard people doing what she's doing in pop music before. True. Yeah. I've really liked a lot of chill music at the moment, like anything that feels like a warm hug. I love that. Um, I just got to get some things okay. for your nails. Sweet. Also, I feel like we should choose colors now. Oh, yeah. Are you thinking the same colors you sent me or? Like or that like, black we... and green design. Black and green? Yeah, I feel like that would be cool. Because I feel like you need to do like a pattern with my nails being so short. Yeah, cool. <laughs> what do most people who are playing guitar get? Like if they're getting their nails done. Have you ever seen someone with really long nails do play the guitar? Dolly Parton kills oh, it. Oh, true. Okay. Would you ever try and learn? <laughs> You're like, not when I'm doing a thing opening for Amy Shark, no. <laughs> no, definitely not when I'm playing for someone else. Probably not the best time to learn. Um, yeah, I mean, it would be fun to try it one day. Could be a whole new skill. Do you reckon we could put tips on this side? We could. Yeah. Yeah. We could try put on this side. That's pretty safe as long as they're not super long. If you want to do that. Yeah. So you have like your own salon? It's just in my house. Oh, nice. Home set up. Yeah. It's very chill. So yeah, it's, it's not like I don't have a big salon with the employees and, you know, yeah. the big thing. It's just very chill and I just wake up and walk to the other room. That's so good. It's yeah. funny, all my clients have to walk past the music room. Yeah. And they just like, it's always a mess, just microphones everywhere. Sometimes my boyfriend has sessions when I'm working, you can just hear them like. Yeah. I'm like, turn the music off, we've got a live show going on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, like, what, what are some of your jobs you've had? Um, I've had some pretty funny jobs. Really? Yeah, I've done like the whole like brand thing where you like um or like the thing where I've done standing in a shopping center and doing test drives for cars that was kind of scary what? back in the day <laughs> or like where you, I've done things where you do like fake experiments <laughs> for like what? on and like trying to sell shit or like I did one where I was I don't know if this is even legal to do, but they told me I had to pretend I was a makeup artist in a shopping centre once. Pretend. Jericho. Well, like, I've ne- I'm not a makeup You're artist. Jericho. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. What were then- you selling? Makeup? Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. So what did you do? Oh, I've just thought of the funniest embarrassing story <laughs> of mine. This is the episode. This yeah. is the story I'm telling for okay. this one. Okay, yeah. So you had to fake the makeup, right? Yeah. yeah. Did it go well, by the way? No, like, people would come in and they'd be like... Because I'd usually just try to, like, colour match foundation. Right. But then someone came in and they were like, can you do my whole face with foundation? I was like, um... I can try. Like, I can try. (laughs) And then I think I gave them a really wrong colour and then they didn't look very impressed. And it was, like, not a good makeup brand, so it just didn't... (laughs) Didn't go well for me. (laughs) How long were you there for? Uh, Probably only a couple hours. And, and then you were fired. No, I wasn't fired. You just only have to go for like oh, a right. couple hours. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. I see. This was like one of my random jobs that I used to have. I see. Um, yeah. Yeah, so this this is so fucking funny. Yeah. Back in the day, I used to teach singing at a dancing school. Yeah. I hope they're not listening to this because yeah. I'm about to expose myself. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, the, the students were cool. I mean, I taught a range of different ages and my favourite students were the ones that were – 
around my age. I was 18 at the time. Yeah. And they were like 17. Mm-hmm. So it was very like, I just had to get on their level and it was kind yeah. of fun. And then I also taught like six year olds, which mm-hmm. was not my favorite thing. I've taught a four year old recently. Yeah. It's interesting. It's kind of just glorified babysitting. Yeah. A hundred percent. No singing got done. No. It straight up is just them whinging about how they don't want to be singing and then you've got to bribe them with a lolly. Yeah, and then, I didn't bring lollies. Big mistake. Yeah, big mistake. The story I was going to go into was they stitched me up. This, I don't know if it was my singing teacher because she gave me the job at the time. Yeah. Or if it was a dance school. I think it was my singing teacher. She stitched me up. She said, there's a drama student that does private drama lessons. Yeah. And you're going to have to take on this student. Yeah. And I've gone... I'm not a drama teacher. Yeah. She's like, yeah, but it's just like, you know, she's 15, high school drama type thing. Yeah. So I've literally made it up. Like I've Googled drama uh, script Mm -hmm. and printed off some fucking thing I've (laughs) never seen in my life. And I kid you not, I used to go in once a week on a Wednesday afternoon with this 15-year-old and try and get her to like present this script yeah and I didn't even know it and I used to literally just hate my life and I would have to like you know she she was a bit shy so she'd be like Romeo Romeo you know yeah and I'd be like okay so with that you know stand a bit stronger and present like be like Romeo and I used to have to act the thing as if I was an actor and I am not like every time I'd be dying on the inside being like what is, is your life? Yeah. You're trying to pretend you're some fucking actress and you've never acted in your life. Yeah. And you're trying to do it. Oh, my God. That was me <laughs> faking it with the fucking... Oh, my God. And that poor girl would have been like... Oh. She's, like, gone into the acting school and then, like, like, unlearn everything. Yeah, that that's fucking random just taught you. And the worst part was just that her parents were paying for that. Yeah. So that was me faking it. and I actually die on the inside about that. That poor girl. Sorry if you're listening. You know who you are. Actually, I hope she she thinks I'm talking about someone else because I'm ashamed to admit it. (laughs) Did you do any other drama lessons or just that one? It was just her. Yeah. But I did it for like like at least six months. Yeah. Every Wednesday. Did they eventually realise that you were not an actor? I think the whole time they realised that I was terrible. Like, the whole time she hated it. I think her old teacher used to do, like, drama Mm -hmm. games with her and it was fun. Yeah, yeah. And I'm there with a script trying to make her do this big presentation. Yeah, a monologue. That's my story of when I had to fake it till I didn't even make it. Yeah. It wasn't even a case of fake it till you make it. It was a case of give up on this job and leave. Yeah, well, literally my whole job for that yeah. random brand thing was show up at things that you didn't know anything about. Oh, I think your light turned off. Oh, thank you. And then pretend you know what you're talking about. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Trying to be a drama teacher. Yeah. Um, question, are we doing full black with the thing or like the French on this hand? Um, I guess we may as well just do full so it full. matches the other hand. Otherwise it'd be one hand French tip. We'll just... Green as the yeah. base, black on the thing. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> we are doing like, what would you call this? A snake skin or a croc print or? Something like that. It's something on that line, but I'll be posting a photo of the nails when this, by the time this podcast is up. So you can go have a look at how the nails turned out. We're doing one hand with tips and one hand without because we've got some guitar playing to do. Together. And we we do. don't want to end your career. Yeah. <laughs> So hopefully I'll be able to play with tips on one hand. Um, what? So what do you have planned? You were talking about writing a second EP. 
more yeah. lovey, more hearty. I didn't do it on purpose, like, lovey, but I guess I kind of just write what I'm living and that was how I was feeling. Yeah, I've kind of, I think I finished my second EP. Wow. Which is exciting. I just need to do some extra production things, but we're probably going to keep most of the demo vocals. Love demo vocals. Yeah, you can... You, it's like hard to find get the what am I trying to say? You're trying hard to find the same mood. It's always better on the first day when you're writing the song. I had this conversation with someone else. It was yeah. like you write your demo, like you do your demo vocals, and you're not you know that these aren't the the vocals. Yeah. So in your head, you're like, I'll redo these another time. Yeah. And then when it goes to you've heard your demo so many times, mm-hmm. you got to do the real one. You end up listening back to the yeah. demo, and you're like, this is the vibe, yeah, and like, I this can't is replicate right. it again. Yeah. yeah. I did try to um, redo vocals the other day just because we didn't record it in the best room or with the best microphone. But the And I also did the thing where I didn't pronounce my words enough so no one could understand what I was saying. And it was really hard to redo it. I eventually did it. And I was like, well, I'm just going to have to deal with this. Where do you think you got the music bone from? Is that a thing? A music bone? Music did bone. I make that up? <laughs> I don't know. Um... I don't know if I'm making this up, but I swear someone told me that, like, my great-great-grandpa was, like, one of the first people to make a synth album. But I don't know if this is true or if I'm talking absolute shit. You just made it up. No, surely. And I like the story, so I'm going to keep that. Surely it's true. And I've always, like, been obsessed with synths, so that would make sense. I don't know where I got my musical thing from. Obviously, Mm -hmm. my mom's a piano teacher, so, like, I mean, probably that. Oh, yeah, my mum actually did teach me piano, but she wasn't, like, she doesn't really play that much herself. So I think she did the classic, like, one step ahead of the right. student, and then it's fine. But then I, I got a different piano teacher. Yeah, my mum never, like, she tried to teach me piano when I was young, and she was like, yeah. you're a little shit. <laughs> yeah. And so she taught my sister because she was not as a shit Yeah. as I was. And once my sister got to, like, a certain age and she wanted to actually keep going, my mum was like... I'll take you somewhere else because if you want to take this seriously, I can't be your teacher. Yeah. Did she so, continue doing it? Yeah, she did all of her, like, you know, classical piano exams. Yeah. Um, but she ended up, she's a midwife now, so she ended up going into that field. Oh, yeah, that's what but, my sister does too. Oh, really? Yeah. Look at us. We're the musicians and they're the yeah. midwives. <laughs> Love that. Did you do classical singing exams? Yeah, the classical singing exams I did. Yeah. I, did up, I did up to grade eight. Yeah. And then I was preparing for my Amos and I just... Did you do, like, opera stuff? Or? A more classical... I, I, yeah. was, I did do opera things. Like Can I was you give in, us a demo? No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Um, I was in a Queensland opera show when I was 11. That was my first paid... Yeah, crazy. Um, gig. It was more than I get paid now for music. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. So it was a little opera when I was, yeah, like, 11 or 12. Yeah. And then um, I ended up going on tour. This is the funniest, weirdest story ever. Mm-hmm. There's this classical singer called Marusha. And yeah. she is like, do you know Andre Ria or whatever? The violin player. Andre Ria so. or whatever. Yeah. She was like, or is his, I don't know if she still is. I'm not really sure. His like soprano singer for his shows. Mm-hmm. So she kind of became her own artist from the fans of his. Yeah. You know, most of them being older. Yeah. Older. My grandparents love Marusha. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I went on tour with her. Yeah. And did backing vocals for her. Crazy. When I was like 17. Yeah. So it was like in the Netherlands. Yeah. And we did some, we actually did an Australian one. So we went to like Sydney Opera House and stuff like that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So it was very, that was classical. That wasn't yeah. opera. That was more classical. Yeah. How did you get into that? 
my singing teacher when I was young, that's what yeah. she did. That was her thing, like classical. Yeah. I used to ask her if I could learn pop and she tried to keep that to a minimum. Yeah. Although one time there was a TV show. This is an embarrassing story, another one. I've mm-hmm. got way too many. This is a thing. I'm literally full of them. There was this one time when um, there was a kids' TV show called Kids Top 20 that was mm-hmm. going around at the time. And they were coming to Australia. Yeah. And so she put us all into audition. Yeah. And I sang a Veronica song. It was untouched. Love that. I sang it to the Veronica's manager. No backing track. You know, yeah. me in the room. Go, ooh, ooh, you. Is that untouched? No. Yeah. Is la, it, la, 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 la. You can la, 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 la. I want to, want to, want to get, get. Like, that was me yeah. in, in front of the manager and I didn't get the part. Anyway, no. um, that was this. Wait, what was the part you were auditioning for? Just to be one of the kids in this kids' top 20, which was like a... I feel like it would have been similar to what was that show that Tina Arena came out of and then they tried to bring it back. Are you talking about, like, young talent time? Thing? Yes. Okay. I think it was you trying to, to do... You tried to go on audition It was, it was a thing like that. That's what the kids' top 20 was. It was like a young talent time vibe. Yeah. How are you finding these nails? They look great. I'm just curious to see if I'll play how to play with them. You're just going to need the longest pick. Longest pick ever. Holy fuck, these are gangster. Yeah. I'm glad you like. More than like. Dang. You want them. You want. (laughs) No, I need some. blue. What time's your call? I'll do your nails. Some some clouds. Oh, this is all gel polish, so. Oh, that's why it's got to be melted heat. That's why it's got to go under the the lamp. Yeah. Yes, it's a bit diff. That's thicker. It is. It lasts longer. Yeah. Yeah. Also feels a bit more weird playing guitar with. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Woohoo! It's all right. We're not playing in front of that many people. Only twelve thousand. <laughs> Mol. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Love it. I'm glad I'm having an impact on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're pretty much finished with the nails. Amazing. They look very cool. Thank you. I'm low-key jealous I didn't do the whole nail on mine. I think I vibe it better than the French tip I have going Yours on. are pretty good too, though. French tip looks sick. Yeah. I'm liking the whole thing. So, um, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me. And I'm in not even your hotel room. <laughs> thanks for using my room. Yeah, we've crashed your room. <laughs> thanks um, for letting us use your room. Hashtag Timmy Temple. Yeah. And we'll room. see if um, <laughs> your nails fuck up the guitar... Playing in front of Playing. a lot of people tonight, yeah. but you know, I'll only make sure everyone knows it's your fault. Yeah, but all my fault. They look good, so I'll it doesn't matter. Out. Amazing. Yeah. Well, um, I'm excited to see and hear the new EP and the singles when they come out. Hell yeah, I'm excited for Walter. Yeah, thank you. Keen as. Well, um, that's us. We're out. ASMR. Bye. <sighs> that's the best. <laughs> the best ending. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Can We Be Friends? As always, I'll be posting a picture of the nails we did over on the podcast Instagram at canwebefriends.podcast, as well as on my nail Instagram at co.nailsbrisbane. If you would like to hear some music from this guest I just interviewed, you can check out the Friends of the Podcast playlist on Spotify. And if you would like to follow Lola Scott on Instagram, you can find her at Lola Scott Music. This is the final episode for season one. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Season two is coming so, so soon. My name is Walter. Stay safe and I'll be back very soon. Bye-bye.